Cosmo Babies. On this week's episode, we are talking frequently asked questions that get slid into our DMs. I'm your host, Annie MacArthur, and I have my co-host with me today, Erin Gray. So something that we've been kind of having these like deep dive conversations with people in our DMs lately is about downtime in school. Mm -hmm. And if I were to say that this is like a new question, that would be the lie of the century. Um, It has been a question since the dawn of time, because I think that, you know, students are coming to us and the feeling is like, Hey, I'm, I'm alone in this classroom a lot in school, or I'm just like sitting on the floor and I don't feel like I'm like getting, I don't, I don't feel like I'm paying all of this money and I'm not getting what I was promised. Right. And I think that's like, that's forever going to be a cosmetology student, like, whoa. Um, But we wanted to really break it down, give you some meaningful suggestions for things to do. And also at the end of the podcast, we're going to be talking about some scripting and how to talk to your administration, how to talk to the staff at the school that you're at and bring about meaningful change in a way that will not like have a picture of your face on the office door with like, (laughs) do not let this person in ever again, you know, like how to not get blacklisted. Absolutely. Um, You know, and like for us to all act like humans and be kind to one another, but you know, how to, how to, how to get the things that you need out of school. So essentially, you know, kind of the conversation is, and there've been a couple, but, but I would say the main kind of, I'm going to call them gripes are that students are coming to us feeling like their, their teachers are just disappearing. Their educators are disappearing during the school day. They don't, they don't know where they are, but they're sure it's somewhere not good. And and not feeling like they're having enough practical application as far as clients and or like practice time is going. So, you know, they feel like they aren't getting like, it's always a, it's always a, you know, I, I never get any highlights. I only get perm sets or I'm only getting, you know, like these like little lady, you know, washing styles or relaxers or, or kind of whatever they've decided they've been pigeonholed into. Um, like, oh, I'm really good at relaxers. And so I get all of the relaxers on the floor, but I'm, I'm never doing haircuts and I'm never doing color. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought we would, you know, pull this conversation out of our DMS and have it openly. Uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit taboo. It's a little bit taboo. I mean, it's absolutely, you know, Schools, I, schools are trying. They're I, they're trying. I promise. You know, they, they really are. And and like Aaron said, like if this was not something like like we would absolutely be lying if this was something that was like, oh, this is a brand new question. No. Just for anyone yeah. that is new listening to this podcast right now, Aaron and I actually met in while I was in cosmetology school. Aaron worked at the school I was attending. I was one of the students that would come into the office and be like, hey, I don't really know what's going on here. Like. Can you help me? Please help me. I don't know Where what to everyone? do. And and I know like looking back at my my journey and my time in cosmetology school, this was absolutely a question that not only myself asked, but other students were asking as well. So mm-hmm. this is this is something that is very taboo, but is something that is very common no matter when, where, how you went to school. 
Right. Yeah. It's definitely not because of the pandemic. Like it's not, this is not something that's like just come about because the workforce is short, though. I will say those things have compounded the issue. I think that we're seeing it more and more. I think that it's, we lost, we lost a huge portion of the industry during the, you know, the years that we were shut down. And so now it is, it's very difficult to find Educators and what you have to understand about educators is they're vastly underpaid. Um, they can absolutely go to the salon and make a million times more. So they have to be really passionate about it. And I think it's it's you know it's tough to find someone who is really passionate about a pretty thankless job, you know, because here we are and we're like, well, I paid my twenty grand and now I expect everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it is like sometimes taking that step back and being like, okay, what is this person like actually being asked to do in this role? I mean, how many times have you seen an educator covering two classes because someone is sick or because someone just quit out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they're covering your classroom, depending on how your school's set up, but maybe they're covering your classroom and they're covering the floor, or you've got one educator on the floor covering an entire, you know, 30 person group. And so it's like, you're right. You are not getting the personal attention that you want. And, and that, you know, you kind of expect because you're like, Hey, I like, this was not a small amount of money for me. And I'm really hustling trying to make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, and I'm listening to, I'm listening to the podcast and they're telling me to like take every opportunity and, and use every single minute. And I'm trying, but there's no one there to use those minutes with. And so we have a list of ideas of things (laughs) that you can do to maximize that time that you maybe don't need as much educator input for, you know, and, and I think, you know, again, just be really realizing what, what schools are providing and what, what your educators are trying to give to you, Um, but they're trying to give it to everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy, I think, for us to fall into this, like, well, this is affecting me. And this is my world and my universe. See, I feel like that all day, every day. I'm like, but how is this affecting me? You know, and so so we just wanted to, we wanted to take a really like fair and balanced look at, at what's happening, how you can push the envelope and still get your way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in a way that I think is going to be really helpful to your career. Absolutely. Okay. Let's start with some ideas, Annie. What are some things I'm, I'm sitting in class and I've got free time. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of time. What what can I be working on? I remember it like yesterday (laughs) being in a classroom with no teacher because they were pulled, which I didn't understand at the time, like what that looked like. I also didn't, I looking back at, at where I was when I was in school, I had no idea. So the DMs that we get where I don't know what to do are so valid. They're so valid, which I want to say that right off the bat is like mm-hmm. that feeling of not knowing what to do in your free time is so incredibly valid. Mm-hmm. Here's the list. <laughs> yeah. So that's why this podcast is so important. Here is the list to keep yourself busy. I would say utilize the time on social media, yep. create yep. content. Like if you are at the point in your education journey that you have your doll heads, you know, certain skills that you could be practicing, set up your phone, bring a tripod with you to school or something that can hold your phone for you and record yourself creating the content, meaning practice, whatever it is, skill set that you need to practice on. 
Most schools have a sign-off sheet of how many items you need to do to get passed on that certain thing. Mm-hmm. Look at the ones that maybe you don't want to do perms. Roll the perm. <laughs> Film yourself rolling that perm. Not only is it great content, but to be able to watch that back, you can see yourself from a different perspective and help better do it the next time because you can see it from a different point of view of yourself rolling that perm and tweak the things that you're seeing that you don't love. And I think that's something that that people don't really even think about because it's also a great skill to do if you are wanting to become a public speaker or an educator or something like that. Film yourself tutorial, giving a tutorial on how to do those things because watching that back, you're going to see yourself from a different a different perspective and it will help you change and be better for the next time. Same thing with social media content. Film yourself doing the thing, haircut, color, application, firm set, updo, all the things that that you have on your little mm-hmm. checklist. Film yourself because it's not only incredible social media content because that is exactly what your followers and your your future audience and people that you're trying to gain, it, they want to see those things. They want yeah. to see your journey. They want to connect with you. They want to see what it is on a day-to-day basis that you're doing. That's two birds with one stone. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really easy to film these like tutorials as well, you know, like mm-hmm. how to do the perfect at-home blowout or, you know, easy beach waves. Do it on film it on your mannequin mm-hmm. and then you're going to do a voiceover. It's Absolutely. so, it's, so it's okay that it's okay that there are other blow dryers going. It's okay that, you know, people are talking and it's rowdy and like, whatever, mm-hmm. like you aren't, you aren't looking for a perfectly curated corner where, you know, it's silent. You don't know sound room, like film it, film it and do a voiceover. For me, voiceover content is the easiest thing in the entire world because film that video. And then you just start watching it and you just step by step, like, okay, getting started. We're going to do this. And that is valuable content Mm -hmm. for your current clients, for future clients, Mm -hmm. and just that practice of doing it. And you know, the other thing is putting out those call to actions on how to book with you in school. Absolutely. And now you aren't sitting on the floor as much. Now you're doing clients. If you want to do blowouts or if you want to do highlights or whatever it is you want to be doing on clients, do that on that mannequin head, mm-hmm. do your voiceover or, you know, even just like words popping up on the screen. That's great too, you know, and, and get clients in there because when you are busy, like you are not, you are not sitting, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So another thing that is really easy is, is to practice and repeat. And I, again, from personal experience, I know it's not fun. I know it's not fun to cut that bob for the sixth time in the same day. It is not fun, but it Mm -hmm. is necessary. That repetitiveness is so massively necessary to better your skill set in the future, especially while you're in school. That that is what your time is available for, is to practice and repeat. Sideline story, I was actually having a conversation the other day with a hairdresser, and we were talking about their apprenticeship, which was... 30 plus years ago, let's say. And they were talking about what they had to do as an apprentice. So they were already licensed. They were already done with school. They were in their apprenticeship in their desired salon that they were working at. And what they had to do was after their class, they were taught a skill. They had to bring in a model, one model for the day. 
And it would be, let's say, a bob, right? A regular standard straight line, single line bob. And what they would do is that they would have girls come in. They would look for models that had hair below their collarbone. And the final look by the end of the day, what they had to leave with was a bob that was either between the chin and the mouth. And they would do it. They would cut it about half an inch to an inch at a time. Shampoo, repeat, cut it again, finish it, shampoo, repeat. So that girl got about four or five haircuts <laughs> that day, just going slowly higher and higher and higher until it was their the desired look. But they had to do that step and repeat again and again and again. So if you can go ahead and get that practice down in school and get yourself in the habit of of do and repeat, do and repeat, mm-hmm. it's going to set you up for your salon life, because I'm sure there's salons that have apprenticeships that still practice that type of thing, you know, like they want you to do that step and repeat. And so if you can get into the habit of it in school, you are setting yourself up for success in the future in whatever salon you go to. Well, and also, I mean, that's how you, that's how you should be cutting on your mannequin anyway. Absolutely. Right, is you know taking off just a little bit at a time, a little um, tiny bit. Get, get that those twenty cuts out of out of your you know your mannequin. So I think also for students who are like you know yeah that sounds great, but I'm still not like a hundred percent sure how to cut a bob. I think that education like SR education from you know Sally Rogerson. I yep. think things like you know Elevation H from Cole Thompson. Absolutely. There are so many Nick Berardi. Like there are so mm-hmm. many sites where you can, it's a membership. Mm-hmm. It's like five to $10 a month. And I mean, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. You've already paid 20 grand to go to school, five or $10 a month to have like a teacher sitting with you right there. Anytime you want, like that, that's pennies, right? Like that's Absolutely. one coffee a month. And it's, um, it's considered and advanced education. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even your standard get you through to get your license to pass state board. It mm-hmm. that is advanced education that you're taking, which again is setting yourself up for success in the future. To name a couple more, check out DJ Muldoon. He mm-hmm. has an incredible course online. If you are interested in more like precision cutting or understanding the like fundamentals of of hair cutting, that is an mm-hmm. incredible one. Gosh, there are so many and and please listen to past podcasts. We have a past podcast about finding cheap, free, and under $20 online education. I highly recommend going and listening or watching that podcast episode because we do list quite a few incredible websites to go Mm -hmm. check out that are free or under $20 a month. So, or shameless plug, take our social education and start start working through it and create that Instagram account and create social. We have Mm -hmm. the social setup. It is, Mm -hmm. you know, getting you the basic understandings of your social media account and what to do, when to do, how to do all of the good stuff for this industry to build a clientele behind the chair. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those are, I think that if you have, if you have time to sit, right? Then you have time to practice. And I think that that is, it's not always fun. It's like maybe a little, a little more fun to sit on TikTok and like randomly whatever, but that is how you waste every penny that you have spent. Mm -hmm. So be 
doing. And you know what? Then when your educator does come back in, hey, can you just check this cut for me really quick? Or take a look at this video. How many times, Annie mm-hmm. MacArthur, did you roll into my office with, with a mannequin head? <laughs> so proud of head. myself, too. So like, proud of myself. That I just cut. I mean, just like, so like, please just punch with yourself. I'm actually like a really kind of amazing hair cutter. Like it was very like, and I think everyone has that in school. They're like, I am killing it. And then, you know, you get out into like the world and you're like, shit, there's still so much to learn and grow from. But I love, I love that like student confidence. Like that's Mm. something that I've always like really loved and loved to nurture because like there's something so meaningful about like, like doing a cut that is really difficult and then feeling like, yeah, like I just killed this, you mm-hmm. know? And so share, share that with your educator, show Definitely. them like, Hey, I, I took this online class, like for the last two hours while you weren't in here and yeah. look, see what I did, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and have them check it. Then yes. you can have somebody help you and check it and like, Oh, you know what? Like, let's do a little point of cutting right here, or let's straighten up this line there and get that feedback. Right. Because I think that that's mm-hmm. what can be really difficult with online education is like you, you think that you're doing it all right. You're like, yeah, I'm totally following these directions, but it's like yeah. putting together a piece of Ikea furniture and you have like a couple of things left and you're like, mm, I'm, were these, these are extra, right? Like totally. This wasn't really for this piece of furniture and then it falls down. So it's nice to have that kind of in-person support, you know? And so finding ways to, to still be educating yourself that maybe you don't need quite as much handholding and one-on-one attention from the educator. And, and when they are able to give it to you, you're able to, you know, just kind of correct any mistakes or finesse something. A couple other things that I want to add into that are, what's the word I'm looking for? Non- non-traditional thought Mm -hmm. processes, I would say in, for most people while they're in school, if you do have downtime and you are in a place that it's like, I cannot do this again. I cannot roll another perm. I cannot do another updo. I cannot watch another video, bring a journal with you to school Mm -hmm. and maybe get in the practice and the habit of journaling or doing something that is reflective upon what you did that day, or maybe the way that you're feeling in that moment, because this industry is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it's, is. it's a tough industry because it, this is our art. Like it is, it is our art and our emotion and our, our talent that we are putting out there. And it is not always wonderful feedback that will come back to you. And over time, that can be really difficult, especially when you are a student that is so damn proud of yourself taking in your shitty little haircut to show someone (laughs) you are so proud of it. And honestly, you should be proud of it. You should be so proud of that shitty haircut that you just did (laughs) because it it and it, it may be incredible. Like it may be an incredible haircut. Maybe you are just like very naturally talented and just nail it like every time, which is so awesome. But like, even if you are not really good at it, you should be so proud of yourself for doing it in the first place. Uh And for me, that's where that pride came from was that I showed up. I showed up today. I did that haircut today and it was hard. 
It was hard and it was difficult and it was emotional, but I am here and I'm trying my best. And Mm -hmm. if you are that type of person that is like, this is not super easy for me or coming naturally or anything like that, it can be really hard to take that criticism when it is your art that is being showcased. And I think it's such a good idea to get in the habit of journaling or finding another way to write down your experiences or capture your experiences on a level that is just for you, Mm -hmm. um, that you can help work through some of those things because it's going to be the same thing when you leave school. You're the online criticism can get a lot worse. The more that you post on social media, the more you open yourself up to the trolls and the people who, you know, are very unhappy with themselves. And because you're trying and you're putting your art out there, they want to demonize you for that. And I think that working through those things and getting into those habits while in school is really great because the the way that the world is going or the way social media is growing, right? There's going to be no end to that. Right. Yep. So, yep. You know, I think some other things that you can do and talk to educators about is, is being able to practice on one another. Depending on your school, that isn't always like a thing. Mm -hmm. And I have seen schools absolutely change their policies based on student feedback. Um, You know, there's no reason that you can't give each other a blowout. Every single, your hair should look fabulous every day that you're in hair school. There's zero reason that you guys shouldn't all look incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I mean, Annie grew her hair out for hair school because she knew that she was going to be doing a lot to it. And when she started, she had long brown hair. And when she left, she had a very blonde pixie. Yep. You know, and so it's like, you can absolutely be each other's clients and work on highlighting, work on balayage, or even just doing treatments. Those are really easy and pretty inexpensive things that the school can, you know, help you with, or you can pay like a small product fee for. Mm -hmm to be able to do, you know, some other things that, that I've been in schools and we adjusted some policies would be having model lists where, Mm -hmm. you know, you could have five, five different people listed and they could come in and get just basically product pricing or model pricing at a school that I was at in Utah. Taylor Andrews, Taylor Andrews was absolutely the most generous school I've ever seen in my entire life when it came to models. And they let like students' entire families got model pricing. They had model lists. Like people were, they weren't, no one was trying to make money on the floor, you know, yeah. like it was a hundred percent just having clients and, and covering products, you know, so that people had, so, so students had people in their chair every day mm-hmm. because that's how you learn, right? Yep, like it's exactly. being busy. So, yep. so there are things that you can talk to and you can obviously always DM us you know, like I said, we'll talk about some verbiage in a minute, but don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to come up with ideas. That's my, my number one piece of advice for when you are going to talk to your school administration or your school leadership is instead of coming in with, here's, here's my list of complaints. Yep. How about here's, here's an issue I'm seeing. Here's my list of ideas. This is, this would be a great solution for us. And this is what we want. Talk Mm -hmm. to your classmates. What, what feels right for your class? You know, do you guys want to just work on each other all day? Do you want to bring, do you want to bring in your friends and your family to work on? You know, do you want to be able to like go hand out? 
again, at a, at a different school, we'd, we'd hand out free haircut coupon cards, mm-hmm. you know, or working with, we've worked with local charities to, you know, have battered women or children in foster care come in and everybody got free services. These are win-win opportunities for social, for the school, for helping out your community and building, like, these are not, these are not people that you want to charge, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that there are so many, there are so many things and ideas, and we're always happy to help you come up with some solutions, but, but walk in, walk in with solutions, walk in with your desired outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Hey, we want to, we all want to enter this competition. Like, can we just take a day? Do you care? You know, we'll use each other as models and, and we want to enter this competition. We'll take the pictures on our phone or, you know, Sally Sue over here has a DSLR that her dad bought Mm -hmm. and she's going to borrow it. I mean, like you can, you can do things like you can, you can do things. And I've seen, I've seen students win national competitions and be flown to Chicago and like literally just like borrowed a camera from a friend and and did their friend pair. Like, yep. So these things are here. These things are here. In fact, Annie and I were just in Tokyo and there's a competition where, you know, you, you, it's, you take a photo and you submit it. And if you're in the top 20, they are flying you to Tokyo. So absolutely like there's cool, cool shit out there. There's um, really cool shit out there. And you can, you can do it. And if you, you obviously have time because you guys are DMing us while you're in school, <laughs> we're sitting here like, this is stupid. Where's our money going? You know? So like, like let's get busy. Let's get busy. Definitely. Cause it's really, it's really easy to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no one loves to complain as much as I do, you know, like this is what's wrong with the world. But like, I think when you come in with some solutions, then you're able to make change. I think that these are all really great solutions for downtime, ways to implement keeping yourself busy in school. But let's actually talk about how to present these ideas to your teachers or the school staff when mm-hmm. maybe change does need to be implemented. Absolutely. So I think there's a couple of, there's a couple of things. One, you need to understand how most schools work. And typically you have a point of contact, whether that's your educator, definitely talk to them like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it feels like we're here alone a lot. I was wondering, you know, is there, is there a reason for that? Is this something that we foresee like continuing to happen? Is it just something, is someone just out this week and it's going to get better if we just hang tight. Like, so obviously go to, go to the person that you're having the issue with first, right. Which is mm-hmm. going to be your educator when they inevitably are like, listen, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm covering 35 classes and I make $4 a day, you know, get it totally fine. So now you want to go to your administration, right? So that's going to be your people like your, you know, like maybe you have like a student services coordinator, or maybe you have, there's some point of contact for students mm-hmm. and you're going to take to them your grievances, right? You can, you can do that in writing that if you do it in writing, it's definitely something that has to be addressed because it's, it's in writing. I would, absolutely. if I were going to put something in writing, I would give it to, you know, to my student services rep or my like director of education. And then I would also, I would also give a copy to my leadership team. So that's going to be like your president, your owner. Like I just circle everybody into your loop. Okay. Because if you're taking the time you're a hairdresser who is taking the time to write a thoughtful letter, go ahead and distribute it. Right. So everybody knows, and it's something, it's something that actually makes it to the docket of, okay, we need to talk about this, you Mm -hmm. know, 
we need to figure something out. Or if you have email addresses for all these people, put it, put it one email, CC everybody on it. Cause then you also have digital proof. Plus it's timestamped. Sometimes mm-hmm. those things will help people be held accountable Absolutely. in the end. And accountability equals discomfort, right? Like no Definitely. one, no one's going to be like, yes, we, oh my God, please bring us all of your complaints. We love them and we bask in them. So mm-hmm. know that going in, like you're going to be, you're going to be met with a little bit of resistance, you know, and you're going to feel like, Hey, I'm not the black sheep here. Like I'm like, I'm just bringing to you like some real issues, right? Mm-hmm. I love a technique that we call compliment sandwich, you know? So start out your, start out your conversation or your letter or your email with, with a little bit of a a schmooze fest, you know, like I really do love the school here. I really do want this to work. I appreciate these things that you do. And I know that it's difficult because there are a hundred of us and it's, it's not easy to make everybody happy. What I am noticing, and then go into go into your grievance. One of the things that I would always say is use I statements. And like mm-hmm. not to be like, hey, let's jump into therapy, but take accountability for the things that you are saying. I'm feeling this way rather than you're all pieces of crap. <laughs> no one's doing their job because people will immediately shut down. So tell them how you are feeling. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling like we are alone in our classroom a lot. This is a sentiment that is shared by all of my fellow classmates. And we're happy to sit down and have a conversation with our leadership team about this. Like here are some solutions and projects that we, we would love for you to consider, you know, Mm -hmm. like we would love to bring in this education, or we would love to have four hours, you know, a week to, just work on one another, or we would love to implement this new model program so that we can see more clients and, and show them that you've thought it out, right? Mm -hmm. So give them two or three solutions that would really help you and then give a timeline for it. Like, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, look over these things. I know, I know that implementing change like this takes time, we look forward to a response from you by give a date. Mm-hmm. Don't give a date two days from now, not in the next 24 hours. <laughs> or we're burning this bitch to the ground. Like it has to be reasonable. Again, some, some places meet every week. Some people, the board meets once a month. Like, like I am graduating in four months and I need this to be resolved in the next month. You know, like, I will be, and I will be following back up with you on this date. Like I, I look forward to your response, but start it with a compliment, give your grievances, show some solutions and end it on a positive note because yes, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but there's a way to be a squeaky wheel and, and still walk away with your integrity intact. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a Yelp review. This is not a pasta dinner where you Mm -hmm. waited 30 minutes for, you know, your waitress to bring you a glass of water and you got dirty silverware. Like these are people, these are respected people in the industry, people who, who know every salon owner in the town that you are thinking about Mm -hmm. working at. Like do not burn bridges based on emotion. Work from facts not feelings like mm-hmm. these things are keeping us from being 
good, well-rounded hairdressers when we leave here. We want to showcase the incredible education that I know you guys are able to provide. Help us do that by X, Y, Z. Show them how it's going to benefit them as a school because it's going to cost money. Like, let's be honest. All of these things that we're talking about, providing you with products to do or, you know, letting you, letting you do all of these things, like it essentially is all going to cost money. And so you have to show the value, show them some value, tell them they're nice people and that you aren't trying to ruin their reputation online. Mm -hmm. Obviously there are times where, you know, you have to escalate. I would say that if you, if you have done, if you've done all of these things and there's still no resolution, reach out to us, always reach out to us, like get a, get a second and third opinion mm-hmm. before you get wild. Um, Definitely. Yeah. There are, I mean, there are, there are levels of escalation. And so I, I always just start with, we are all human. We, I, I swear to you that 90% of your schools are really trying, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a lot True. is changing legally for schools and a lot, like a lot is changing right now for school owners. And I think everybody's just trying to keep their head above water. Absolutely. I think that that's what's going on in the entire industry. So, you know, like showing a little bit of kindness, being kind, but also, but also being really real about this is what I, this is what I need from school. Like Definitely. I'm here for a year or less, and this is what I need. And these are my boundaries. And, you know, I think everybody, everybody can win that way. Everybody Definitely. can win. So. And something that I do want to add in because giving the solutions is going to be a huge factor in potentially getting what you want. Mm -hmm. But with those solutions, please keep in mind that they can't all be massive. They can't all be these like giant wants (laughs) that you were looking for. (laughs) Trying to keep in mind that it's like, have a big ask. Also have maybe smaller asks that are like, these are on the more minimum scale of like, kind of bare minimum stuff we'd love to see. Here's like our mm-hmm. big want and need that we're looking mm-hmm. for. They may mm-hmm. not be in a position to give you any of that, but they might be able to get creative and give you something on the smaller end. It finds the middle ground. Just depending on what your school is able to do financially totally. with the amount of people that they have staffed. Like there's so many different factors that go into those things. So mm-hmm. don't always come with the big ideas because the big ideas are yes, the most exciting, but sometimes it's going to have to be those smaller things that may be the one that gets through. And big ideas take a long time to implement. Mm-hmm. So if you are towards the end of your school and you're like, we have to have a hair show. Cool. Like <laughs> that's eight months of planning. So like yeah. the kids after you, yeah, they'll get a Probably. hair show, but you know, and maybe you want to be like, on the forefront of helping of helping create that change. But you know, what what can you change tomorrow? What can you mm-hmm. change in a week so that you are feeling better supported? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also be prepared to potentially do some of the work. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're coming with larger ideas, be prepared for them to maybe need to lean on the students for help on some of those things in implementing that because mm-hmm. It, it is really important to keep in mind that like, yes, your teachers are there and they're being paid, but they are just paper thin with what they're able yeah. to do with the, <laughs> with what they're being paid, what they're being given as resources and the level of expectation that the schools have upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times, like it may fall back on you and be prepared for that potential to happen and mm-hmm. you having to also do the footwork to get what you want or need. 
Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, even we talked about some like really low cost solutions for education and mm-hmm. it, and it, so the, the conversation may be like, cool. Like, yeah, you can have the mornings and you can take the classes you want and that's, that's fine. But it, but it may be something that comes out of your pocket, yeah. you know? So you have to, you've got to be prepared to like put a little skin in the game. And I know it's easy to feel like, well, I already, I already did. Like I'm, I'm paying to be here, but mm-hmm. like, do you want to enhance this experience or are you just going to like coast through it? And that's, Definitely. that's the real question. You yeah. know, I mean, that's the real question. How much, how, how uncomfortable are you willing to get to achieve the things that you want to achieve? It's all something to think about for sure. I feel like we've said this before on past podcasts, but I feel like it's something that can always be stated again. You're going to get out of your schooling, what you are able to put into it. So the amount of work and effort that you are willing to put in, even given whatever it is that you're being given, whether it's very little or a lot, depending on the school that you're at, you're going to get out of it, the amount of work that you put into it. So Mm -hmm. you got to be prepared for that. For sure. For sure. And with that, I would say follow us, follow (laughs) us on, on the Instagram. Don't be shy. If you need some help or, you know, maybe you're writing a letter and you're like, not a hundred percent sure. Let us know. Let us know. We've written a lot of letters. We've certainly received a lot of letters on that end and we've been on both sides of it. So I think that we are really able to kind of give you that perspective. Of like, okay, whoa, don't say that, (laughs) but but you could add in this right here and, you know, you get more flies with honey. So I, we're, we're always open. We're always happy to help. My, my favorite thing is DMs from students because my favorite thing is students. So same. That's yeah. That is why we are here. That is why you are listening to this podcast right now, because Mm -hmm. we love the Cosmo babies. Yep. All of them. Okay. Annie, where can they, (laughs) where can they find us? Yeah. So check out the description on this podcast. We have links to our social networks as well as Scissor and Moss Social Online to check out our online courses. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, please leave them in the comments or feel free to slide into our DMs and make sure that you like, subscribe, and follow. Love it. (laughs) All right. Awesome. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.